welcome to Beyond the Bombshell, the podcast that dives deep into the heart and soul of real life. I'm your host, Michelle Stokes, and I'm here to guide you through this empowering journey. We'll talk about real life and what it truly takes to be a strong, confident, and fulfilled woman. Join us as we rewrite the rules and celebrate the extraordinary and fierce women we all are. We'll share insights, build a space for uncomfortable conversations, and truly just embrace real life. Let's go beyond the surface and find your real life bombshell. Hey, and welcome back to another episode of Beyond the Bombshell. It's Michelle and guest Josh, and I'm struggling on where to look. <laughs> do I look at my phone? Do I look at you? Do I look at my mic? Uh, I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> Usually when you talk to someone, you look at them. <laughs> yeah, but it's going to be an uncomfortable conversation. I don't have any script or any like great probing questions. I thought about a couple of things, but it's going to be a playoff from our finance I episode. Like, I like to notice. Well, we got no notice. We have to take advantage because we just bribed Bennett to put Scarlett to bed. It's Monday night, storm night at 8.28. And I told him that we needed him to help with Scarlett because we had something important we really needed to do. And it was a test run because next week we are going to get like a preteen probably up to babysit while we do our VIP referral event. And he's probably going to have to put her to sleep then too. So no one screamed out yet. They've been up there for 20 minutes. He read her story. and. So this is the only time we can talk <laughs> because after 8.30, which we have like five minutes, I'm too tired and Josh can't talk in the morning. Okay. So the last podcast part one is live. Josh has like, I think three minutes at the end. I don't. Yeah. So what I was saying is I don't proof anything. I just trust Brianna. Trust her. She edits out whatever needs to be edited out. I know lots of times I'm like high, low, because I'm like all over the place. I probably can't sit still. And sometimes I look at the mic and sometimes I don't. So, okay. Why? Maybe I'll just try to do questions. Why are we so like face and eyes in our finances right now? I've For me, I've just seen a lot of other people with their finances. And I was like, maybe it's time for us to do a little check, health check. And that's really got started for me. It's my, is what I'm going to say. Okay. And I just had a moment after Christmas where I just had like a panic be like, what, what's in our bank account? Because I don't check bank accounts ever. There's a lot of people just talking with a lot of conversations, just talking about interest rates and inflation and people will find it tough and challenging. And there are a lot of people who find it tough and challenging. Okay. So a little health check, finance health check. Mm-hmm. So before Christmas, you did do it. And I think the obvious, the big number came out and you, we just both were just like, okay, we can't deal with this right now. I'm moving out. Yeah. So that's reality. So we're here to let you guys know that we're not coming from a place of, we know it all. We got it all figured out. And we're like financially like wealthy and know everything. That's not where we're coming from. I wish someday we're coming from a point where we're still young and we have really good paying job and work really hard. And sometimes we just aren't, financially in check with how we spend our money it's pretty accurate yeah <laughs> we can overspend or not realize how much a mortgage costs because there's a variable interest rates and all these things what else do you want to add on to that mm, my biggest surprise i looked at it was like how a hundred dollar expense here and two hundred dollar expense here like how they snowball yeah like our like i i made josh quadruple check our grocery bill because HelloFresh, not even including HelloFresh, it was like $1,900 a month. And like our kids just eat chicken nuggets and pizza packets and milk and bread. 
Like that's what we get. Every so I week. went back and changed it and called it groceries and essentials. So like, yeah, like personal care, yeah. shampoos, yeah, and stuff. Because if you guys if you go to Walmart shoppers, you don't know what you're buying. It's not just food, okay. Yeah. But still, it's still a lot of money. Nineteen hundred dollars a month. Yeah, the other thing we said after is more like fifteen, but you're right. Okay, so when we did this, <laughs> the reason why I made myself or aka made Josh do it was because I really wanted to book a trip. So, uh, I guess, what's the word? Disclaimer or blooper or we haven't booked a trip. Spoiler. <laughs> uh, Spoiler. That's what I'm trying to say. Spoiler. We have not booked a trip. And everyone's like, oh, my God, you got a book trip. And I don't need your support. Hmm. <laughs> I had a trip. We got booked to the backyard. <laughs> <laughs> we have a great backyard. Yeah. But that's why I really wanted Josh to sit down and go through it to see if we... One, needed to sell our house. Two, could we book trips? Like, one extreme to the other. <laughs> so we sat down and looked at it. We haven't booked a trip. So what does that look like, sir? We also haven't sold our house yet. So. We haven't sold our house yet, but Ben did tell his class that we're selling our house. <laughs> also, spoiler. <laughs> we got, sometimes we do irrational, like, erratical things. I wouldn't say erratical. It's just like, okay, let's just get our shit together. Like, why do we need a $3,500 mortgage payment? Like, why? Mm. Yeah, I agree. So, heard a big sigh. So, yeah, you said we could either work more or spend less. And I think we're on the both same page that we don't want to be chasing to keep making money. So, we're just trying to do a financial health check. So, a little, we'll talk a little bit less about us right now. So, what we use is called the lid, is what we're trying to use. is like this system. This Remember, I share, I cheat or share a little document. So, it's not ours, it's not, we didn't create it. And I don't know if Gene Rivers actually owns it either. He's the one who taught it to us. If you're not literally just an acronym. Yeah. If you're not NKW, you don't know who he is. It doesn't matter. He's just someone who taught us something in the conference. So it's a spreadsheet that has three columns, lifestyle, investments, and debt. Mm. And we, he just gave us like ideas and we've just kind of been trying to go by that. And what's really eye opening is that everyone gets stuck on the L side of lifestyle and what's included in lifestyle, dear. Oh my God, everything from date night to kids' activities to self care to groceries, gas, anything literally that is just part of lit. Everything. Not really, not debt attached to anything, just literally like a bill. Yeah. Everything. So, like personal care, skin care, nails extracurriculars yeah you can just say everything i just said (laughs) did you say that i I zone out for a second sometimes i do that just thinking about what i'm gonna say now (laughs) okay what's i investment like what investing oh my god could be anything real estate investing what's on ours just say a couple things on ours real estate investing stocks paper portfolio business ownership profit share that's pretty much that's know. ours. Yeah. Okay. So anything. And then debt. Any debt is basically anything that you have finance in regards to a vehicle payment, to a mortgage, to a credit card, to a line of credit, any money that you owe the bank okay. or somebody. So for the most part, what we've realized, and like we work with a lot of clients, obviously, and a lot of them are in financial despair, have to refinance or have to sell and all the things. A lot of people are just on the L, stuck on the L side. Mm, don't make it to die. Living paycheck to paycheck. And it's not shitting on anybody. Like, this is like reality. Like, we're not saying. Avoiding. Yeah. All. 
we're not saying that like this isn't awesome. We're not even saying that. We're just saying like this is reality. That a lot of people get stuck on the L, living paycheck to paycheck, maybe overspending or spending it so other means on the lifestyle things. And don't ever get over to the I and a D. Mm-hmm. They pay their mortgage, obviously, but like you made an example today of how much someone's mortgage payment was however much and like the premium was like five hundred dollars premium the rest is interest or something. What was the example you were talking about? Someone else's sixteen hundred dollars by weekly, five hundred and change principal and eleven hundred to interest. This thing was funny. I thought it was someone else's desire. Oh, you took it very well when I told you. I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> Again, That's why. Not listening to fun. Now I got my train of thought lost for sure. That's what we're in a debt. Anyway, so we're paying off debt, but mostly interest. But reality is a lot of people get stuck on the lifestyle and don't ever get to put money in a savings account or buy an investment property or have any extra money to buy into businesses or pay down any other line of credits and it keeps building up and building up. Yeah. A lot of times what happens is that when the bank says you can afford something, you think they, it makes people think that how they're living is okay, but they don't take into the L column when you get approved for anything, mm-hmm. any loans, any, a credit card, unsecured debt is a little bit different, but like vehicles and mortgages, like they just look at your, the commitments of payments. They don't look at lifestyle. So all of a sudden, the bank lets you get take debt up to 44% of your income. So you can have, out of 100% of money you make, you can have up to 44% in debt, which is not too bad, but that's also before taxes come out. So 44%, if you go to your max, which most people do, 44% goes to your debt, 35% goes to your income taxes, so that leaves you with 20% for your lifestyle, which is often not very much. He loses me when he starts talking numbers as well, just in case you <laughs> lost your train of thought there. I get lost there. But okay, so flip side, for example, like you're coming from a point in real estate. Obviously, we're not shitting on people getting houses either. Like we want to help people like live the magical dream life as well and then financially still be secure. So we're not like we're trying to be that like happy medium. That people don't overspend and buy houses that they can't afford, but still be happy. That's what we're trying to figure out. But, okay, so what you just said was the bank is going to throw money at you. Like, doesn't matter. You're approved. They're going to throw money at you. They just don't take into account everything. Okay. So what about when someone comes, like, people come to us now and say, I can't buy nothing because, and I don't want this to be real estate chat, but it's just naturally coming up now. I can't buy nothing until the interest rates comes in. Mm-hmm. But, like, does that just mean to say they just can't? It or yeah, exactly. like their lifestyle is just too high or like what what is it that's exactly what it is i was talking i had a chat with someone a couple weeks ago and they said that's what they were going to do and they said i'm going to wait for interest rates to come down and they said that two years ago and they've been literally waiting for two years and now they're like i i effed up because hmm. i've been waiting for two years and still not down yeah so yeah i'm just because i had a conversation with someone a couple of days ago too and they like you know started with a starter home and now they have kids and they've outgrown it and they said they can't buy a new home until the interest rates comes down so i that wasn't that the bank wasn't approving them it's looking at the monthly payment or whatever so maybe financially no they can't people don't look at the l the lifestyle things of what they can adjust sometimes before just immediately like shutting things down what i learned over this past week is that most people if they switch from buying groceries at Sobeys, walmart they can probably afford more eggs 
So anyone listening, that just buy yourself at Walmart give and us, Costco. Give us example, the boil up example, backyard boil up. Oh my god, it was like hot dog buns and wieners and ketchup and something else. Was all, I was a hundred bucks. That's Sobeys. And that's shit that's Sobeys, but I do like Sobeys. It's convenient. Sobeys, it's a very nice shopping experience, but you pay for the convenience and the experience. Yeah, which I didn't think there was any convenience. It was just, just close to our house. <laughs> yeah, but then when you like go to Walmart. see my friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you do. You you go to socialize. But then when you go to Walmart, no frills. And that's shitting on people to go to Walmart, no frills. But it's a different clientele, a different atmosphere, a different experience mm, when you yeah. go to these stores. Yeah, it is, yeah. But it's a lot cheaper. Yeah, significantly. The quick and dirty I looked at was 25%. So you took items. Josh pulled up items. He had a graph. And I got a graph and I kept a receipt from the boil up. And I said, how much is this a guy's at Walmart? It's 25% cheaper. Mm. So we're doing an experiment now. So we'll, if you're following me on social, Bombshell Babes Club, I'm going to share this week one order from Walmart. If Larry, our personal shopper, is listening, I'm sorry. But we're, we're doing an experiment. You've been fired. You've been temporarily laid off for now until I need a Costco order. But we're going to do an experiment just to see for like the next four weeks if we can proactively plan what groceries we need. No random trips. We'll see because it's really hard. And still getting delivered and see how much we actually like save. Mm. Yeah. Like we didn't cut any like Netflix or anything like that right now. But, you know, maybe there's other things. So, yeah. So, so we've gone through our lid. We're still going through it. Got all our categories. We got it made like as a blank slate to share with you guys. I'm just trying to make it a little bit pretty. Because right now Josh has a red, orange, and green or something. That, that's just not the colors I want to give you all. So we were, we're hoping to go down through and adjust some things. Yes. And what are they? Everything. <laughs> anything, about groceries. anything that we can. We're just talking about groceries. We're trying to like, be more control over that. Yeah, I think food one's a big one between groceries and like takeout and like skip dishes. I think anyone and any family could probably eat like unless you're extremely tight on your budget. But like I'd say the average could probably free up like two fifty to five hundred bucks a month. Yeah, you just, you delete the skip dishes app. That's good. Yeah, that, get rid of that altogether. Convenience. We all want convenience. Convenience is super nice, but convenience is also expensive. And I'm a sucker. I'm the sucker mm. for convenience. Now, well, some of you could be listening right now and you're like, Michelle and Josh, you are so amateur. Grow up. I've been looking at my finances every week, every percent. two weeks. And like, if you've been doing that, like, tell me because I applied you. There was a time that Josh did sit down every two weeks. He had a pink binder and would pay ourselves. We put the money all over in the visa, the line of credit. We pay off everything. Now, we still pay everything off, but it's just like every week, just like smack dab, like whatever needs to be done gets done. But there's no system to it anymore. So we got to get back to that. So if anyone's listening and you're like, you guys are way behind the times. I have all this figured out. Like, let us know because that's super cool too. <laughs> well, for everyone I talk to don't have it figured out. Don't have it figured out. They're afraid to look at it. They're afraid to look at it. Well, just for example, like on that, like the kids love ice cream. They get that from me, obviously. So to get ice cream delivered to the house from Skip Dishes is like, Time you pay your taxes and your skip dishes and your tip is like 30 bucks for two ice cream. Or you can get a, we bought a big tub for like $8 <laughs> enough to feed us for like a month, for example. So it's a two bowls of it. Exactly. That would have been $50 <laughs> if we done skip the dishes. Yeah, it's true. It's the convenience part and just trying to get. I think there's a lot of ways that we can all be creative and like not even have to like really change lifestyle much or make sacrifices, but just. He makes better decisions. Well, just taking the time to actually even look at it. It's funny. We went out for lunch this week with one of our lawyers and the whole team. And we talked about how we're setting up our kids for, like, failure and disappointment. Like, yeah. we didn't grow up 
having money like this. I, you never either. And our, I, I don't know about your parents. My parents were like frugal, like very like no credit cards, couldn't buy nothing unless it was cash, and like right to the book. Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and now, like our generation's not like that anymore. And it sucks. And like, what's our kids' generation gonna be like? Like, I think about it all the time because we have cleaner, and she's not getting caught if we have to cut anything. It's not her. But like, I'm feel like I'm setting Scarlett up for failure that when she moves out, that she's not gonna know how to clean. not gonna know how to clean. I do clean. We do clean in between a little bit, <laughs> but that she's gonna have filled. she's gonna have that expectation that like mom had a cleaner and you all we, we grew up on Hello Fresh. Mm-hmm. So how like how we're sending them up for like super high standards? Yeah, they're gonna make a lot of money. And we're here like, do we sell it all and go live in the freaking woods so we don't have to make a lot of money? Like go have live in the hot. That'd be nice. Yeah, it's like I want to live downtown in like a high rise, like penthouse suite. And a part of me also just wants to live around the bay in a little saltbox house in living in pajamas. Like, mm-hmm. like I, I'm like two, two, like Cinderella, two ends of the spectrum. Like, I don't, there's no happy medium in between. Right now, it's like the happy medium. Yeah, I can, I can <laughs> literally house on the hill. We're yeah. sat here with cracks on. I can tell which end the spectrum we're at. Yeah. But I'm still, we still got to work flat out. So yeah. Yeah, working about suck. Does her own? Everyone says be your own boss because you get your flexibility and your own schedule, and like you don't work freaking how many hours do you normally work a week? Are we let's can we swear on this or no? Yeah, I love it. How many hours do you normally work a week? Like regular seventy five hours? No. Well, it depends on what works. Our work. No, thirty five hours. Are a week. we? Are do we? Ta- are we? Let's consider talking about work. Is that work? Not all. Oh, Not us. I mean, in general, the general 40, public. Forty is like okay, forty hours a week. But then, when you become self-employed, you actually work eighty hours a week. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, the issue is that when you're self-employed, when you fuck up, no one, you can't, you're never gonna fire yourself. Is the problem? Yeah. So when Josh just said, "Are we talking about working actual hours or just aka just talking to people?" This is me shitting at me because I'm just talking to people on social media twenty four seven. No, I never said that. I said talking about work. <laughs> On that note, this is like full sales pitch right now. This podcast has not made us any money, and that's not the intent of it. But I am a podcast editor, so Josh will not make me cut this once we start seeing some like ROI. So if there's a listener out there, <laughs> call who, quick who needs real estate advice or help or lead or finances or something, like let me know because that will give Josh an extra encouragement and pat on my if back that we more keep epi- doing if you this. want some more episodes <laughs> then get inquiring um this is so funny just funny it will be it will be like super fun when someone comes like i listen to your podcast i really enjoy you guys and i want you to come sell my house like that'd be really good can't wait can't wait but I'll i'd DM- sooner someone call me like help me with my finances honestly. i know you would and honestly like my dms i have like there's four i'm right right now of I don't know, two were about you, about love, love listening to two of no. <laughs> no, love listening to two of us. And then there's another two that talks about the podcast before. Sometimes I can't, I used to share a lot of those messages. Was, they're getting very personable, very personal. The DMs are, and I don't know if people really want me to screenshot them and share no, probably them. Not. So probably not. So I haven't been doing that, but there's been a lot of really nice DMs from people and people sharing stuff from like, what other people are saying to them when they talk to them. So it's, it's cool. It's, it's really cool. So that's the reward of the podcast right now. 
Do we want to get back on track or do we want to talk fluff a bit more? Sorry. Okay, so go back. So we're going to share this with people who would like it. Um, and I feel like a lot of people are just in go mode and not stopping and looking at their finances till maybe it's a little bit too late. So this is like a, like you said, a finance health check to like, just do it right now. Get uncomfortable. I want like now is the time for people to do it because I was in this business. And again, it's always a lot of goes back to real estate, but you're right. It's fine. I was in this business before the pandemic in our like oil and gas collapse. I'm like, People literally call when it's too late, typically. It's like, can you come sell my house? Yeah, no problem. Okay, the bank's taking it in three weeks. Just no good. That don't work. I'm not saying we're going to get to that point, but like, writing's on the wall. Like, it might get pretty, pretty dicey. Well, you were talking to someone this week, and what was their, it was like, you know, if you bought in 2019, you're coming up for renewal if you're on a five year term. Mm-hmm. And like this rate increase, how much was that? Yeah, the multi payment. I think I like got an average house, like four hundred thousand high story. I call it an average, but that's right now that's the average price. I think the rate increase was like four hundred bucks. Not too bad. Well, it's a lot when you're on fixed income. Yeah, if you don't get rate, even if you're one of the people that's probably exceeding their means as it is. Yeah, that's right, and there's and, no- and property taxes are going up. This is not meant to be doom and gloom. It's just to be a reality check. It's all. We're all adults. We're all adults. And if yeah, if you if your mortgage payment, if you're up for renewal, is going to increase by you know X hundred dollars, and you don't have any options for like overtime or any you know pay increases coming up, and living pretty tight right now, it's going it's going to be mm-hmm. And this is the thing of like back last year, year before when everyone was like, oh, inflation nine percent, all this stuff, and it was like. Oh, because it's so dangerous, and we all were like, "Oh, well, whatever." Shag it, spend our money. Like, this is now what nine percent inflation looks like, and this is the danger of it that it drives everything up, except how much money we make. So, literally, every bill. If we, I bet you, if every us included and everybody else sat down and looked at their bills over the last year or two, I would say everything is probably increased. Nothing's definitely not decreased. Nothing has decreased. The only thing that hasn't changed is how much money's coming in. Has Netflix or anything changed? It did. I don't know how much it was because of cheap people like us and sharing subscriptions, but <laughs> literally everything. So this is why we can't have inflation at 9%. Mm. And it's also, we also got to be wary of now all of a sudden we're talking about bringing interest rates down in six months or four months, whatever it is, mid-year of like, all of a sudden we're going to have a frenzy again. And it was a lot of people, obviously people like it, 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 helped our, it helped our business. Like we were like flat out, but a lot of people bought because interest rates were so low and like it's great. Yeah, we're going to five and a half, not one half. Like back then. Yeah. But still. Yeah, a lot of people yeah. Lot get some of- people off events. But it's also more than just mortgages attached to that. Yeah. Okay, so do you have any advice? Start now. I know what you're trying to ask. Start now. Either have talk to the appropriate people, like now. Or start at least start looking at your numbers now, your own numbers, because stop ignoring it. And honestly, you might be surprised. You might look at it and be like, "Actually, it's not as bad as I thought." That's that's what I. That was mine. (laughs) That was mine. I was like, like hope, like prepare for the worst. Mm -hmm. Not that it was like amazing, but I was prepared for the worst, and it wasn't as bad as I had thought. But that is good advice for people to start now. Just like rip the bandit off because no one wants. 
you know, there are some of you, a small population who I'm sure checks your finances and your bank account and got everything organized. Like, like Sarah Bailey, if you're listening, but she, <laughs> she oh, but everything, Trav, maybe do every pay, every time you get paid or every bills, like mm. check that and apply. I applaud you if you do that. But if you don't have the brain capacity or the time, have made commitments, like sit down and look at your finances and your or bank knowledge. statements. Or knowledge, yeah, to even do it. Like, you're not alone. And if you, I hope, like, us chatting about it makes you feel that it's normal. Not that it's okay, but there's other people like you. And we're all trying to, we're all trying to figure out an adult together. Yeah, I think it's one of those things that is, like, stigma. You can't talk about it. So I'm really hoping of, like, talking about it. There's going to be so many people. I I know so many people are going to be, like, relieved to hear this. Yeah. I'm not hoping I know it well. Yeah. and like. We aren't booking a trip yet, and I don't know what we're going to do about a trip. Maybe it might be a year we take a break. We don't do one. You're going to be really mad if we do that. I will be really mad, too. I don't know how long we can go on bike if I don't get it. But, like, I don't, I, I do really want to, like, do a cruise, do whatever this year. But I'm also not interested in just, like, going and, like, spending ten, fifteen thousand dollars $15,000 for the sake of doing it and then not being, like, somewhere is not getting that, like, the next well, house yeah, or like something. When you get to that point or get to a point where you're at there's no extra money left. It's like, well, if you spend it, you can spend it, but something else is not happening. So it's just a matter of, and we could be like a, a large majority of people be just like, throw it. Like we got the money there. The money's there, mm-hmm. but then like, what's not going to get that money that needs it. Or like a lot of people, like I know people who just book trips on line of credits and pay it off. I, I assume throughout the year after until it's like trip the next trip. Mm-hmm. But like, that's not a different, and a lot of time. It's like, oh, I'll pay for later. It's just that later never comes. Yeah, we like we we live in this world now where instead of waiting to have the money, we spend it before we have it. Mm-hmm. When in reality, if it takes us three months to save up money, if we waited an extra couple months, we would not be putting in our line of credit. We would just having cash to yeah. do it. But we're in a now generation. Yeah, and the different and the issue is that every time we don't have the money and we use line of credit or credit card and we hold it there, it costs us more. So now our ten thousand dollar trip is costing. I don't know how long it takes to buy it back. If someone was doing it, like, yeah, I I know people that just trip for trip. I don't know whatever gets paid off. So I don't know. Yeah, exactly. So they are making memories, but then <laughs> deep down, are they like really enjoying it because you know thinking about like, like the financial stress and stuff? Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. There's, I'm I'm not saying don't make memories. Cause I'm number one for advocate for like making memories. I do think of like maybe when it's time for you want to go on vacation or buy something, maybe it's like wait a little bit more and tuck a little bit more, more money away or maybe skip one. And then listen, we're all in this to make memories. Yeah. But it's the type of thing of like the bad habits compound. Mm-hmm. And next thing we're for retirement, we got no money. Yeah, that's right. You're not, we're not even, we're not even talking about retirement of what people's going to do at retirement. Nobody wants to punch their whole life and get retirement and not have any money. Yeah. This is going to suck. Right. I talk to a lot of people like that. Yeah, I know. I'm going to get ready to slaughter house, and then there's no money to, like, no buy money, no, no money or the dance And then all of a sudden, there's just not no money to do anything. And then when you're not working and you got no money, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. So make the good habits. Make the, make the right choices now. Mm-hmm. All right. So we're going to clue this one up now because this is a long one. It's over 30 minutes now. We're rolling. I know. Maybe we'll get Ben to put Scarlet Ben our night. 
So from this part two finances, our top takeaway is definitely just rip the bandaid off and start now. Start now. Yeah. You can't even get my cue. That's what you said. You said for them to start now to just let's start like a club like this. Like let's be real with our finance. Well, it just goes back to that example like you're talking about like mortgage payment and interest. Like how much it is not have with the price of interest rates now or size of interest rates now to not have the adequate money to be able to buy a house and have to mortgage it. Eleven a sixteen hundred dollar payment, eleven hundred dollars of his interest. So that's the cost of not having the money right now. You're gonna deter people from buying a house. You don't care. No, no, <laughs> no one's gonna not buy a house. <laughs> because they're not gonna live their mother and father here. No, that's right, people. You gotta pay interest. But what I'm getting at is all of a sudden when you have excess money to make prepayments on it. If you pay an extra ma- money on your mortgage, you go straight to principal. So if we, that person, if they put extra $500 payment is equal to a $1,600 payment. Does it go straight to your principal, not interest? Mm-hmm, sure. So instead of when we get extra money, instead of buying bigger houses, we should just worry about paying off what we got. We should take that advice as well. What else we got? Anything? Nothing? No, what else we got? Sure. <laughs> what? <laughs> Okay, so uh, this is, I, don't, I guess it's a fable, really. This is also titled Fable and Fortune Hunters. An American businessman took a vacation to a small coastal Mexican village on doctor's orders. Unable to sleep after an urgent phone call from the office the first morning, he walked into the pier to clear his head. A small boat with one just one fisherman had docked. Inside the boat were several large yellowfin tuna. The American complimented the Mexican on the quality of his fish. How long did it take you to catch him? The American asked. Only a little while, the Mexican replied, surprisingly with surprisingly good English. Why don't you stay longer and catch more fish? The American asked. I have enough to support my family, give to a few friends, the Mexican said as he unloaded them into a basket. But what do you do with the rest of your time? The Mexican looked up and smiled. I sleep late, fish little, I have my children, take a siesta with my wife, Julia, and stroll into the village each evening, where I sip wine and play guitar with my amigos. I have a full and busy life, senor. American lads and said tall, Sir, I'm a Harvard MBA and can help you. <clears throat> you should spend more time fishing and with the proceeds, buy a bigger boat. In no time, you could buy several boats with increased haul. Eventually, you would have a fleet of fishing boats. He continued, instead of selling your catch to a middleman, you'd sell directly to the customers, consumers, eventually opening your own cannery. You would control the product, processing, and distribution. You would need to leave the small coastal fishing village, of course, and move to Mexico City, then L.A., eventually to New York City, where you could run expanding enterprise with proper management. The Mexican fisherman asked, But, senor, how long will all this take? To which America replied, 15, 20 years, 25 tops. But what then, senor? The American laughed and said, That's the best part. When the time is right, you can announce an IPL and sell your company stock to the public and become very rich. You would make millions. Millions, senor. Then what? Then you would retire and move to a small coastal village where you would sleep late, fish a little, buy with your kids, take a siesta with your wife, and stroll to the village in the evenings where you would sit while and play guitar with your meals. Did I suck with it? You read that to me before. Duh. Did you read this book before? Parts of it. Yeah, I you I you definitely read that to me before. Okay, so what does that mean to you? <laughs> I just thought it was very ironic that everyone tries to go through all the bullshit 
be able to make that life when you just have the life without doing all the bullshit. I know that had an all thing, but yeah. Yeah. There's two things I want to add on to the recording with finances I thought about this morning as I woke up. One is the lid exercise. If you want it, just let us know and we will share the spreadsheet with you. And that it's okay if you get it or do your own version of it and you don't have, you're not putting money in each category. That's, that's okay. The point of it is for you to realize where your money is going right now, like where you're putting it or you're spending it. And then to see, you know, to have something to thrive towards because when we look at our personal one, not every category under under investments are we faithfully like putting money over into those categories which we really really want to so it's really just you know for you to realize where you know where you're spending and where your money is going and where you're investing in debts like how are how are you doing paying those things off and everything and it's it's like a, a system to help you thrive towards something like we made adjustments to ours around how much money do we want poked away for the kids when, you know, when they graduate? So we, we have a, a goal of what we want there. And like right now we haven't been faithfully putting over that amount. <laughs> so we've, we've, we've realized it's not funny. It's just life just gets busy and sometimes it's hard to just sit down on a regular and move money to like 20 different places. So yeah. So it's just easier to keep it in the account and, be oblivious sometimes so that's kind of what it's for and number two is this is sappy part maybe i should have said this with josh here but i won't but he if it wasn't for his patience and understanding and his really level-headedness like we would be in despair because finances for me has always been like i've never really come from an abundance even though i try you know money is limitless but you just had to work for it but it could all just be taken away too for like many reasons whether it's like disability sickness in our world like you know you know the market crashes the market crash with COVID and it did not um, go to zero but I always have a, a piece and part of me of like a little bit of a lack or that it could it could, you know, not be abundant quickly. So I've always had this little bit of hesitation or I don't want to say fear, but hesitation to like always like sit down and look at the accounts because I just felt I was better off not knowing sometimes. So if you have that support person or maybe you're that support person for someone else to, you know, who is comfortable with money and loves money and knows that there's no lack thereof money you're a really important person to someone's in someone's life to keep them grounded and not in panic mode and anxiety mode 24 7 because that's that's what i would be i just tell myself okay we're gonna josh josh is gonna figure this out like we'll we'll figure it all out that's what i've told myself over the years because we've had a couple financial dips i'll say especially when josh got laid off and we came home from alberta and stuff like things things were tough and that's kind of what when you sit down and look at how much money you spend, it's not that we don't have money. It's just like, oh my gosh, like, you know, our reserves, is, is there enough in case, you know, something happens or whatever? It's just, it's just a lot. We're, we're adulting, adulting. So there's two little tidbits to help explain a little bit what the lead exercise does to help you thrive towards better financial health. So until next time, chat soon. 
That wraps up another inspiring episode of Beyond the Bombshell. I hope our time together has ignited a fire within you to embrace your authentic self and show up fearlessly. If you enjoyed today's episode and want to continue this empowering conversation, make sure you subscribe to Beyond the Bombshell on your favorite podcast platform and join our community of fierce women who are rewriting the rules and embracing their unique journeys. Connect with me on social media at Bombshell Babes Club, where we can continue to uplift and support each other to share beyond the bombshell moments and let's inspire others to embrace their true selves. Remember, you are more than what meets the eye. You are a force to be reckoned with. Keep shining, keep growing, and keep embracing the extraordinary woman that you are. Until next time, stay real and keep going beyond the bombshell.